just like a mouthful of sunshine. I have learned so much from you. Fresh is always better. But to me, I'm just like amazed. Great for everyone. I love your advice, by the way. Amazing. Eat this with Leanne Philipson. Are you impulsive or disorganized? Maybe you've got problems prioritizing and really poor time management skills. When it comes to multitasking, forget it. Not happening. Maybe you see this kind of situation in kids, either in yours or someone else's. But if you can identify with these situations, you might just have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Now, you know that I'm not a doctor, so no diagnosis here. I just want you to know that if you've had these symptoms for a while, there may be a better world for you. And guess what? Diet and nutrition can help lead you there. Today on Eat This, ADHD. Okay, so if you're still here and you've identified with what I said off the top, well done for not going off and doing five other things. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, is something that most of us associate with kids. But what about adult ADHD? Is this something that really exists? Well, yeah, it actually does. The medical community, they know it, although you may not. Over 4% of the U.S. population has ADHD, but less than 20% of these individuals actually seek help for it. Research says that ADHD affects about three times more men than it does women. But what about all these adults, all these men and women who sort of slough off the possibility that the symptoms of ADHD as stuff that really, like, this is just me. This is part of my makeup. I've always been this way. So what are you talking about? Really, there are so many people that I think are living with this disorder that they don't know that they have it. On today's podcast, we're going to look at ADHD and include adults and women, because typically we talk about this with children, so that you can understand what it's all about. Then we're going to discuss the dietary solutions that have helped the lives of many who have this disorder. On this episode, I'll be joined by Dr. Tim Bilkey, a leading expert in the field of ADHD, and he's going to share his in-depth knowledge of this disorder. But first, before we get started, let's visit today's Myth or Miracle. Myth or Miracle. So on today's Myth or Miracle, I'm going to let the expert, Dr. Tim Bilkey, explain the biggest myth or miracle around ADHD. Uh, Historically, we thought only little boys can have ADHD. Yes. And we now know that females uh, can be equally impacted. Uh, There were other issues where we thought ADHD kind of went away, Mm -hmm. that it would disappear in adolescence. Right. You go grow out of it. And we know that this is a medical condition that affects uh, uh, people in multiple ways. So it actually doesn't go away, but it changes the way it looks. So hyperactivity changes, goes away, diminishes. But it's a highly persistent condition in terms of procrastination, distractibility, and forgetfulness. Mm -hmm. Another mythology is that medicines, which we've had for a very long time, um, maybe adversely affect people, uh, that they're addictive um, and not... not, uh, to be avoided. Okay. And no mom wants to hear a doctor saying maybe your child should be on medication. Mm-hmm. What's important about this is that the medicines uh, are very effective 
And when a child starts to struggle with low self-esteem, not having friends, uh, underachieving academically, uh, a combination of treatment uh, involving some medicine can make a a, a very big difference uh, to that person. Amazing. Thank you. Eat This with Leanne Philipson. Dr. Tim Bilkey is an adult psychiatrist and is a member of the Canadian and the American Psychiatric Association, and he's also a fellow of the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons. He's also the co-author of the book Fast Minds and a producer of two documentaries on the subject. Dr. Bilkey, thank you once again so much for being with us today. Yeah, no problem. Great pleasure. Now, before we get into talking about diet and how it can affect ADHD, let's talk a little bit about the disorder itself. Can you please paint a picture of someone with ADHD, explain how that differs maybe between children and adults? We didn't really recognize that adult ADHD was the real deal until around the 70s. And uh, what happened was that uh, pediatrician, uh, pediatric specialists would be doing studies with kids, so they'd have them in a clinic on Saturday morning, and you have lots of children running around, hyperactive kids. Oh, great. And uh, Yeah, lots of fun. (laughs) And um, the parents started to come up to the researchers and say, you know what, is this a heritable thing? Because, you know, I'm a lot like Mario. When I was a kid, I was a lot like this, which got people thinking about maybe the thing didn't disappear because in the 60s, uh, pediatric specialists that said kids, they were telling parents that this mostly went away in adolescence. And what happens with uh, adolescence and what happens with ADHD is a lot of that more hyperactive uh, behavior, that goes off. Okay. But what continues across the timeline are the more ADD-type symptoms. So what I'm talking about there is procrastination, distractibility, and forgetfulness. Okay. So I call I call that the PDF. So these are the most persistent, sort of invisible symptoms that continue across the timeline. And why that's important is that the majority of adults that we see uh, never were diagnosed. It's only like one in ten. Okay. So the difference between kids and adults is that kids can still be pretty hyperactive, climbing up, jumping off. All right. Most of that goes away, but the more covert cognitive symptoms, the ADD-type symptoms, continue into adulthood. Wow. So I, I actually have some friends who've been tested and diagnosed with mm-hmm. ADD. You just mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So where where's the difference between ADD and ADHD? So you know, if if there's an adult listening and they think, oh yeah, I I, I can I recognize this. Where yeah, lies the difference? So the majority of adults do end up with the ADD type of. Um, signature version. So okay. we talked about signature versions. People can all be a little bit different with ADHD. So for example, Michael Phelps has ADHD, the swimmer. Howie Mandel oh. did a Ford for this in the book. Uh, he has that. Okay. But um, and he also has some, uh, some uh, he's a germaphobe. germaphobe. So okay. you can have other things that go along with it. But the ADD is a subtype of the umbrella term ADHD. So it's all sort of ADHD. But the, the piece that mostly applies to the adult would be the uh, ADD type. So, so it's a procrastination, distractibility, forgetfulness. They have poor time management. They run late. They can be very scattered, okay. very disorganized. And that really impacts uh, on relationships that 
can be very problematic. From what I understand, you know, it's not something you can catch. I've just got AD, you know, ADHD all of a sudden, or, or from child to child. So you did mention, um, you know, hereditary and and, mm-hmm. and in the pediatric office. So is this a genetic some disorder, or is there something else environmental, something that's coming at? Uh, you know, both adults and children. Yep. Well, presumably adults have had this undiagnosed. Right. I mean, can an adult just all of a sudden be ADD or ADHD? Um, to make the, that's a great question. So, so to make the diagnosis, um, there has to be a childhood onset. Uh-huh. So it's something that they've had forever. So this condition, which is transcultural, it crosses all ethnicities, uh, is almost as heritable as height. So in wow. this way, the apple drops straight out of the tree. Okay. So 80% of the cases we see are genetic. However, there's always this interface, yes. this interaction between um, genetics and the environment. <clears throat> so there are some interesting uh, environmental factors here, such as exposure to lead. Mm. So lead toxicity is linked to ADHD, and everybody says, oh, well, uh, there's no more leaded gasoline and yes. so forth. Yeah, where is However, it coming from? However, uh, you know, Flint, Michigan, in mm-hmm. Genesee County, 85% of the kids that had abnormal lead levels from the drinking water, they didn't get proper care. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, you have to think about other environmental interaction. A lot of people think that the uh, sort of the uh, presentation of a, a person with ADHD as a child would be like Bart Simpson or something like that. Okay. Uh, it's three to one males to females, but in the adult population, it's one to one. Women with ADHD uh, go under-recognized with this condition a lot because they present mostly ADD symptoms <clears throat> But also because they've compensated, they're very smart, they don't tend to be disruptive, uh, and so the, the easiest pickup for teachers and, and uh, parents in childhood is a very hyperactive child, right? Mm-hmm. The bus driver could kind of figure that out. Yeah. But a lot of females do not present that way. She gets uh, very good grades. It's really how they do things that uh, is most important. So a lot of people will not get diagnosed, females, for example, mm-hmm. until they get to college or university. Oh, they resort to last-minute strategies. The imminent deadline can motivate them. Anywhere where there's a bit of adrenaline, people can focus extremely well. Okay. So she might not get picked up until later in, in her uh, uh, adulthood. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to identify with a few of these things myself. Uh, <laughs> Incredible. Kind of bringing it back to diet, I know that you speak around the world on this topic. Do you see a difference in the number of of, of diagnosis or, or people with ADHD? So let's take a country like Greece, where mm-hmm. the Mediterranean diet comes from. If that's a typical diet for a country or a European area, do you see a difference between that and, say, the North American, more processed, sugary? What's interesting in North America, and this is kind of a segue to self-care, which is a, a big issue with ADHD, is what you've talked about, diet in North America. So there are associated features with undiagnosed ADHD. One of them has to do with obesity. Mm-hmm. So uh, oh. pooled prevalence data is a lot more obese adults that we see. Mm-hmm. So uh, how does that happen? They have a very dis- disturbed 
uh, 24-hour cycles. Okay. So staying up in the middle of the night, getting up at uh, 1 in the afternoon, uh, not eating uh, nutritious food, not exercising. So poor health habits. Mm-hmm. And then the food selection. So they tend to be attracted more to high-carb diets. Kids with ADHD, teens with ADHD can easily get addicted to things like the Internet. So screen time is a big deal. Right. The uh, American Pediatric Society has just come out within the last week talking about only two to four hours of screen time. So when you have little kids or teenagers sitting, Mm -hmm. not getting exercise, eating high-carb food, then this is uh, a recipe for disaster in terms of obesity. And when you say two to four hours, I would imagine that's not per day, which is probably the average consumption um, of the average teen or child who's in front of a screen. Is that two to four hours a week? Uh, They're talking daily. Oh really? Yeah. So only so that so this whole um, social media and uh, sort of uh, spending time on the phone on the tablet. Yeah. The average person, uh, you know, touches their phone about twenty five hundred times a day. Oh, so if you've got little kids, there's even some more recent information about giving kids breaks from their phone and getting them to go back to things like coloring and painting and, you know, stuff that we used to do. Sure. You know, the kind of million-dollar question, Mm -hmm. does diet affect ADHD? Well, I think it does in the sense that uh, if it's a high-carb diet, Yep. Fast food, um, uh, high, highly caffeinated, like these caffeinated uh, drinks and so forth, yes. is uh, not recommended. So we, we try to correct people's 24-hour cycle. So I call it the 7-Eleven, up by 7, hour of exercise, bed by 11. Mm. Uh, not as many carbs, more vegetables. So for ADD, it's critical. We talk about critical moments. So what we mean by that is... You're in the cafeteria, you're walking along, you see the hamburger, the cheeseburger, the uh, baconator, whatever it is, the yeah. pizza, and the salad. Yes. So for people who have ADHD, it's too easy to say, well, I should have the salad, but I'm going to have the pizza. Okay. So we call that a critical moment. It's like making more um, healthy choices and recognizing uh, where these traits emerge and recede in a, in a person's life that makes a big difference. Let's say that they did choose the salad. Do they have an easier time for the rest of the day? Or how does, whether it's children or adults, if you know a whole bunch of Smarties or M&Ms are eaten, do they start to exhibit more of that hyperactivity type of behavior? I, do you see a cause and effect as, as quickly as, yeah, as that? I, I think that's true. We are what we eat. Yes. Uh, Grandma was right. Absolutely. Nona was right. And um, so, but with ADHD, because certain uh, foods can affect the neurotransmitters that yes. we know are related to ADHD. So we talk about dopamine being one of these major neurotransmitters. Well, food food can drive up dopamine. High carb foods can drive up dopamine. So yes. people can get quite um, fixed on that. So mm-hmm. we're always talking about a more nutritious diet and exercise. As you know, uh, helps stimulate brain cell growth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, getting them to start to get the habit. We talk a lot about habits, so get the habit of regular exercise, which helps uh, regulate mood. It helps uh, stimulate brain cell uh, growth. Mm-hmm. These are all really getting enough sleep. These are all really important things. Um, I'm always uh, recommending that there's sort of you know half the plate has mm-hmm. some, has plants on it, and then yep. we have a nice balance mm-hmm. of some protein, a little bit of fat in there, and then also quarter of the plate or so is carbohydrates somewhere around there. 
Yeah, that's perfect. Would that be the kind of thing you're, oh, that's you recommend? Perfect. It's getting people to be more attuned in a mindful way to what they're eating, how fast they're eating, because this issue around obesity is a, is a really big deal. So, the, you know, type 2 diabetes, uh, high cholesterol, all these things mm-hmm. um, we need to fix. And people can do that. The thing about ADHD, which is quite interesting, is that you can have it your whole life. Yes. But we can fix this. So the a combination of the things we're talking about today, uh, medications, uh, an awareness of where your symptoms play a role. People people can remit. They can uh, get better. Wow. So, uh, but it's a multimodal approach. It's not just one thing. Okay. And uh, it's tracking and monitoring their their progress, which is really important. Anyone listening to this? Uh, to this podcast and saying, uh, lots of red flags going on there for me. Can you go off to your doctor and say, I think I've got ADHD. Can you test me? Or how does somebody learn that, that I've been living with all my life is actually something and something that I can can change. I can I can make this better in myself. The majority of people are doing, uh, they're benefiting from what you're doing. They're listening to a podcast or they, um, Howie Mandel did a forward for us in the book. He just says, if you think you have some of these uh, fast minds traits, go get it checked out. Go to your family doctor. And okay. there are a lot more family doctors now who are very aware mm-hmm. of symptoms of ADHD. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, it was, you know, not as easily recognized. Now it's out. Lots of people talk about it. Michael Phelps, Adam Levine from Maroon 5 talks yes. about his ADHDs on a YouTube video. And he just says, if you've got it, um, you know, own it. Right. Like, uh, take charge of it. Yeah. Uh, so going to the family doctor is a first step. If, if that doesn't work out, it's getting online, checking out symptoms, and really um, pursuing that. Okay. Uh, I think this is particularly important for, uh, for women because uh, they can be very accomplished in lots of areas, very bright and all of that, but they really struggle juggling all of the balls. So they could be yeah. good at work, but then when it comes to managing the home and all those responsibilities, uh, that's where they can start to feel like they're, they're not uh, functioning optimally. So okay. pursuing... Um, you know, specialists, that if you have to go to a specialist around ADHD and mm-hmm. not stopping, not to give up. Well, thank you so much for your information. And I know that there are many listeners' ears that are perking up and uh, and, their, and their minds are starting to think, hmm, yeah, I can identify with that. So thank you so much for your expertise and for sharing with us today. Great pleasure. Thanks, Leanne. For more information about Dr. Tim Bilkey, you can go to BilkeyADHD.com. On YouTube, you'll find him at Dr. Bilkey Channel, and his book is called Fast Minds. Body Boost of the Week. So today on Body Boost, let's talk about some supplements for ADHD. And it would really be amazing if we just had one magic pill that you could take and then you would feel better. It really isn't like that. Our bodies have so many different moving parts in all of this. So first of all, the mineral zinc. Now this plays a really vital role in brain health, in hyperactivity, impulsivity, and social problems. Then there's kind of its friend iron. These two really need to be in balance. It's an interesting one. Researchers believe that there's a link between ADHD and low iron levels. 
Researchers are also really mixed about omega-3 fatty acids. They're really not sure if it absolutely helps, but people that I've spoken to, clients that I know of, omega-3 really helps to feel like the lights have gone back on in their brain. The DHA portion of omega-3 has an affinity for the brain, and that's really the important one. So including DHA either from a supplement in a fish oil, a cod liver oil, especially in people with ADHD, they tend to have the lower DHA. So just flip your bottle around, have a look at the amount of DHA that's in the product that you're about to purchase or that you're taking. And I'll put some suggestions over on the blog post on leannephillipson.com. So you've got some other guidance there. Eat this with Leanne Philipson. Speaking of those omega-3 fatty acids, I've got one of my favorite recipes from my new book, Sprout Right Family Food, available for pre-order, called (laughs) Rainbow Rice Wraps. Now, I've been making these with my kids since they were really super small. They're packed with plants, and I always put smoked salmon in this, which I find a super fast, easy way to include omega-3s without cooking or tins or anything like that. So add them into these rice wraps, and they're so fun for the whole family to make. I was speaking at a couple of daycares to parents this week, and this recipe came up as I was recommending that they try this one out for a fast family meal. And what I suggested was just get one of your nice big containers, go get a colorful array of rainbow, if you can, of vegetables, chop them up, lay them all out in a rectangular container. So maybe some carrots, you've got some different color peppers going on in there, purple cabbage is excellent, some zucchini or some cucumber. And from about Monday to Wednesday, you can make the rainbow rice wraps, you can have them as snacks. By Wednesday, when they kind of start to go a little bit droopy, then take them out, chop them up, throw them into a quesadilla, another recipe that's in my upcoming book and then maybe by Friday if you fancy pizza night then you chop up all of those vegetables they get piled on top of pizza and glue it down with some cheese and presto you've got a really fast Friday night family meal So there we have it, ADHD. If you're still with me, you're not off doing 10 other things, thank you so much. If you're not here, well, I don't know, you're going to miss this bit. Head on over to leannephillipson.com. You'll find some show notes, the recipe, and loads more information over there. And always reach out. I want to know if this is having an impact, if you find this interesting, and if you've got another story idea that you want me to delve into, find an expert to talk about, because this is what affects your life. In the meantime, you can also find me on Instagram at Leanne Phillipson, also on Facebook, and on Twitter, you'll find me at SproutWrite. And remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.